Material Components, Season 2, Episode 52, Family Matters. Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about a galaxy of magic and the adventurers who live there. I am your humble dragon master, Mike Gargoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers. Thanks for being here. You're welcome. Heck yeah. beep boop Absolutely. You know, you know what? I yeah. second that beep boop Mm-hmm. Lisman was right. Oh, boy. All right. <sighs> hey, everybody. Uh, I'm Olivia, and I'm playing Florina Vacalar. I am Elliot, and I am playing Shay. I am Michael, and I'm playing Oswald Octavian Theophilus III. And I'm Reed, and I'll be playing Amari. Indeed. And of course, before we begin today's session, I would like to ask the same question I ask every time, and that is, Elliot, do you remember Ooh-wee. what happened last time? Ooh-wee. Yes, I do. Uh, so we had, we were, uh, taking a break, uh, to get our shuttle back to, uh, like warping ability, um, prep, uh, uh, patching each other up, kind of decompressing from our very narrow escape. And we tried to patch up our, uh, the person, the, the 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 person that we uh, rescued, your new and associate, our new associate. Uh, I wouldn't say friends just yet. Uh, uh, that comes later in the episode. Um, Spoilers. <laughs> shut up. But waking up surrounded by a bunch of strangers after they had just crashed uh, violently. Kind of freaked them out a little bit, and they sort of threatened to blow up the ship. So we kind of let them alone for a while, kind of talked to each other about what to do, maybe. Um, They were sending out kind of a distress signal, almost. Um, Probably wasn't going to reach anybody. Uh, And then they tried to sneak out and steal our shuttle, uh, but we kind of prevent... I, I prevented them from doing that. And we had a kind of mini standoff in the hallway on the ship. Managed to convince them that we weren't going to hurt them, that we just wanted to help in whatever way we could. Uh, and then we all chatted about Aegis Tech Solutions and, you know, what they were doing, what we were doing, kind of trying to get everybody on the same page. And we have a new straggler, a new, a new, uh, not straggler, that wasn't the word I was looking for. Companion. I mean, kind of. Yeah, a Parasite. little bit. No, I'm just kidding. A new, <laughs> a new Jesus. little, a new little duckling for our <laughs> our party of NPCs. Our, mm-hmm. <laughs> our stable, if you will. Yeah. You gotta catch them all. Yes. Our pokey deck. Your bench warmers just waiting to <laughs> leap into the varsity here. Oh, if any of God. us die. The- the B team of Oracle Zero. Yikes. Which is the worst team in the... I'm imagining that vine that's like, you, you're going to want to start playing your best baseball in, in May, and it's just the, the guys in the bench with the, like, cups on their head. The hats inside out and upside yeah. down. Yeah. Are we the worst team? 
Because I kind of feel like we aren't, but that's kind of off the books that we aren't. Yeah, like, unfortunately, we are (laughs) only effective not when no one's watching. Yeah. (laughs) And when we say we do some cool shit, we're just like, oh, no, trust us, we're really good. Uh Uh-huh, yeah, no one's ever seen it. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Well, literally all of the cool shit we've done, we've had to be like, okay, we can't tell the Cole Foundation about this. Oh, no, we totally can. We choose not to. Correct. At least we the choose public to wing, suck. The, the the public face of the Cole Foundation is not aware of the vaunted adventures of Oracle Zero. But regardless, you are appreciated by the agents of the Arch Proctor. So somebody somewhere knows about the good you're doing. And to, to be honest, it's better that we kind of keep a low profile is funny to say in the same breath as Oracle Zero, but, you know, it's good that people think that we're not the best team because we can get get away with more stuff. It's true. And some of that stuff you got away with was talking down an individual threatening to explode your ship, the Tiresian, from the inside. Now, she was bluffing, but we didn't know that until she told us. Mm Mm-hmm couple of you managed to suss it out earlier than some but yes you were introduced to a new companion a cogrish woman by the name of Vesnis Rosek she who attempted spectacularly failing to infiltrate a Aegis Tech Solutions secret ice base that you had even moments before, successfully uh, pierced the defenses of. Yeah. But her plan to fly headlong into it seemed to have had some issues to it. Hmm. Funny that. It's nice when NPCs are much more um, reckless than we are. It makes me feel better about the things that I do in this game. Just based on your observed actions by this person, it might begin to build a framework by which you understand her character, seeing as you began with her flying headlong into an Aegis tech base and followed up with her threatening to blow herself and all of you up while she was inside of a ship. So there might be some baseline by which you are now working with your dealings with Vesnis Rosek. I mean, she's got gumption. I'll give her that. You know, she is got... not without gumption. <laughs> so, yeah. But you eventually manage to find some common ground with her, seeing as you are both seemingly at odds with Aegis Tech Solutions. And from there, you manage to work out a deal? Cohabitation. Very much feels like an, an enemy of my enemy is my friend sort of situation. Yeah. There's still a a bit of distrust between the lot of you, and she is definitely keeping her distance uh, in a a real way, especially aboard the Tiresian. But after that whole situation, you had resolved to return to the Storm's Repose and lift off the veil of secrecy that had been letting most of the galaxy believe that the four of you were dead for a few months. Yeah. Shit happens, y'all. It's true. 
and rogue terrorist groups wielding God's tech, along with Aegis tech solution bases and daring Cogrish agents aside, you have now seemingly found it necessary to return to life among the living. And the four of you find yourselves now back aboard the Storm's Repose. The Tiresian, having made contact, letting them ahead of time know that you are coming, and boy howdy do you have a welcome procession waiting for you when the ramp of the ship descends in the hangar bay that you are oh so familiar with but have not seen in many, many months at this point. Okay, quick point of order before we all walk down. The the story that we were, we're telling everyone is that we ran into some God's Tech stuff. It wound, made time go a little funky, and then we're back from our mission, and we rescued someone in that time period on our way back, right? That's the lie mm-hmm. we're spinning. And yeah, where cool. specifically was this God's Tech that we just happened to stumble upon? Wow, God's tech is weird. It's real hard to don't remember. We couldn't. It moves. We couldn't. I don't remember. It, yeah, it's like one minute we were flying through space like you do, and then the next, it's been months. Yes, the stars that we saw looked completely different than the ones that are normally observed within this galaxy. Very strange. Couldn't couldn't really explain it. Up with down. down the story coming together as the ramp is descending and the light from the storm repose <laughs> begin washing across your face. Now this will be good. <laughs> you see waiting at the bottom of the ramp several familiar faces, not least of which is the placid, seemingly tightly controlled visage of operations director Victoria Silvaro. She stands at attention <laughs> next to Proctor Jalvin Frost, as well as Captain Palavar Hexway, and a small, okay, medium-sized contingent of security officers being led by the Lycan Security Chief Barka Thorne. And they look on in combinations of wonder, astonishment, confusion, and joy, as well as Operation Director Silvaro's carefully controlled, muted expression, as she is perfectly aware that you are all still alive and is now having to feign surprise. But yes. Uh, how, how long has it been since the end of last episode? Are we talking days, hours? Minutes. Hours. Hours, okay. So, you Just are still in fairly still rough shape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not actively bleeding anymore. You've got some bandages on there, but it yeah. is by no means whole and hearty. Uh, weapons malfunction. <laughs> Your Cogrish companion stands behind you. Just an hour or so before you dropped Kala off at the secret entrance before making this approach to be sure that she wasn't also suddenly aboard the Tiresia. Yeah. Hmm. 
Awaiting with this command staff is also Lieutenant Commander Kiko Noboda, the chief medical officer aboard. And they are with several other uh, medical professionals waiting to see if there is need for their services. You also see in the distance, not a small number of other finder teams who are mostly just gawking. So yeah, you right. have an audience for what's happening us. here. As we all get arrested. For what? I don't know. Oh, yeah, Who knows? For, the, for the, oh, yeah. 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 Wait, for what? Uh, well, we broke into a, like, secret facility. We were I'm in sure disguise. that's illegal. Uh, that was we some sort of Agus Tech in- uh, surprise inspection unit, from what I hear. Yeah, yeah. we were in perfect, perfect cover. I don't yeah. think there's any way they could have cracked that. But uh-huh. but actually, we know nothing about that because time went funky. Yeah, <laughs> true. exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're descending down test. the ramp. Passed. Good job. <laughs> As you descend the ramp, again, you are aware that a couple of these people here were aware that you were still alive. Yeah. Primarily among them, Operations Director Silvaro and Proctor Frost were both very much aware of your status during all of this. The others are a little more flummoxed by your sudden reappearance. And Commander Thorne will stride forward at the somewhat uh, distraught resentment of the proctor, who's saying that this is totally unnecessary, as she strides forward, motions as her security officers put hands to weapons, and she moves forward, and you see her vulpine nostrils flaring as she gets close. She's getting ready to arrest us? Is that what's about to happen? No, she seems to be like looking at all of you in turn with these fierce amber eyes and her nostrils are flaring as she's tasting the air with her nose. Hmm. And she looks at each Mm -hmm. of you in turn and then she will pull out a data pad and hold it out in front of each of you in turn saying, if you could please look into this data pad for a moment. Sure. Are about to get men in black? Why? We're checking for changelings. Oh, fair enough. Oh, yeah. Why? They exist? Yeah, but this is not standard procedure. This isn't standard procedure, I assume. No. Oh, well, then that is weird. (laughs) Yeah. I'm very much going to not, like, consent to their, I mean, like, yeah. It is standard procedure when operatives become in contact with unknown technologies that may have exposed them to fake contamination. Well, it weren't fake tech, it was, it was God's tech. And you can tell the difference between the two, then. It is at least yes. moderately explainable, I would say. There is a strange logic to it, but at least a logic. God's tech, well, that's just... I mean... I mean, like, what? Just, just, just scan us. It, I don't, I don't see what the big deal is here. And again, in turn, she'll ask you to stare into this data pad. And as who goes first? I'll go first because 
I don't care. <laughs> okay, yeah. Mari steps up. She holds the data pad in front of your eyes. There's a brief flash, and you kind of blink hard and stare at it, and you find that she is looking directly into your eyes as this happens, and then after that occurs, she'll nod, say, he's clean. The same as at the uh, the uh, weather control station, I assume. It's like mm-hmm. that same effect. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It seems to have something to do with, and you've had some experience with this, you can, changelings are pretty easy to tell if they're not hiding their true nature based on the fact that their eyes are weird. It, mm. It's different from changeling to changeling, but apparently this is some method to provoke eye change that might uh, lapse them to reveal themselves. Oh, I'll go next. Okay. It's a brief flash. You blink hard like a flashbulb going off in your face and Commander Thorne will nod and move on to the next person. I suppose that's me. I take off my spectacles. Um, and there's a flash. Weird eyes. <laughs> and your implants tingle a little. Ooh. But she'll nod and move over to Florian. Fine. Flash, blink hard, nod. And then look over to your other two companions. Duma will pass. And then to the cog who you've brought aboard with you. Right. There's a moment of hesitation as Commander Thorne will look over her shoulder towards not Proctor Frost, but over to Captain Hexway. The tall, (laughs) stetter man. Again, he's this imposing, nearly seven foot tall individual with like dark tan skin and the pure black eyes of a stetter will nod slowly towards the security commander and she will move to scan the cogrish individual in your midst as well. She will stare defiantly and her weird like bright yellow eyes that are vaguely similar to those of the lichen security commander will not blink when she is scanned. Like, the, the photosynaptic response seems to not trigger in her. As though she's maybe super used to this happening to her. Hmm. But the commander will nod and look back to the captain and say, They're all clear. There's a relaxation from the security officers around you, and Proctor Frost will stare at Captain Hexway and say, Is that enough for you now? Hmm? Can we just resolve that we have our people back? Can we be happy in this moment, perhaps? That was Frost? That was Proctor Frost, yeah. And Captain Hexway will let out a a low harumph and then walk away without saying much. And most of the security team will depart as well. Um, yeah, so... What, uh... What do we, I'm assuming we have to like, probably like sign something <laughs> or something to say that we're not debrief, dead. Debrief, perhaps. There will have to be a full debrief, of course, yes. Uh, we have officers who will be able to handle that. Um, but in the meantime, and you see Dr. Naboda kind of rushing up towards Florian now, and they're wheeling out like this big wheelchair to you. 
that they have constructed, and it's hovering. I say wheelchair. It's like a hovering chair that you can sit down in. Does it look a lot like one of those flatbed carts at Costco? It looks like <laughs> Professor X's chair from the X-Men without the leg cover. Okay. That's that's good. Okay, Like a hover recliner. Florian will be like, oh, no, I, I don't want any fuss. I can just, I can walk myself down to the med bay. This Naboto is will put a hand on your chest and force you down into the chair. Yeah, Fouché is helping with that also. Like, no, you stupid. <laughs> just sit down. <laughs> it's specifically Taro sized. It's called a grazy boy. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, c- uh, command, podcast command, delete read from podcast. <laughs> Control A read. Yeah. <laughs> control A read delete. <laughs> control F read. <laughs> yes, my weekly reason to drink. Bring it on, yeah. <laughs> hmm. But Proctor Frost will look towards you, Amari, and say Well if if you want to do your debrief now, I suppose you can, but we are we have all the time in the world. I mean does anyone have any objections to doing it now and getting it over with? Or would you care for some sort of more formal? No, no. Honestly, this isn't... Nothing about this is going to be formal. This isn't exactly a, a normal situation we find ourselves in. We don't normally... Uh, well, I'm definitely going to have to have a word with, uh, with Rigella. This is... I don't know if we have any forms for unannouncing death yeah happy to be the first you could call them um uh octavian forms you mm. y- you know just oh like... wait but why is it just you the rest of us also are part of it very true but there's a nice ring to it you know it's uh, it rolls off the tongue no okay does it <laughs> i think so i think so it could just as easily be called the Kelrakasa forms. It, nah, I've got those already exist. There are three disparate Kelrakasa forms. <laughs> what do they entail specifically? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, forgoing uh, government pay, uh, licensure to uh, own military equipment outside of military use, and <laughs> uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> And and a myriad of other small things, yes, mostly parking, uh, uh, child parking. Oh, oh, I want yes. casual manslaughter. Florian will mutter under his breath. <laughs> oh no, no, I don't have that. No, no, that one's not named after me. That one's strictly off the books. But Proctor Frost will say, if you want to do a debrief, you can handle that right now. Uh, he. We'll definitely have some forms that need to be filled out, but that is all stuff that can be handled in due time. You are, I mean, there's no rush for you to get back into the field, so, like, there's no reason to rush any of this. I mean, the debrief, I'm fine with it happening now. The sooner we get that done, the sooner we get back to normal operation. Not necessarily us being back in the field, but everyone um, else going about their jobs. Are we allowed to bring beverages for this debrief, just Jesus. out of curiosity. I 
don't see why not. Excellent. I just ran out of our, our current stock mere, merely it hours lasted, ago. and lasted the perfect amount of time yeah. for the mission. That's I, awesome. I'm very good at planning. That's <laughs> my thing. But see, the thing is, I imagine... I had reserves. Run like, out of, yeah, he didn't run out of stock. He just ran out of the small amount that he allotted, and then he keeps the other pallet. <laughs> A fraud. <laughs> Well, and and or loco fraud. he had he had a lot left, and he just was like, "Well, I got to get rid of this before we get back." Is Oswald the type to never? If he was to drive a car, he would never let it get below like a quarter tank, because he's always going to know he's going to need more. That sounds about right. With four yeah. loco, twelve loco, mm-hmm. excuse me, for many things, but yeah. After <laughs> this brief conversation. Proctor Frost will nod and dismiss basically everybody else. Uh, Dr. Naboda and her medics are going to wheel Florian down to the the med lab. I want a debrief. Like as he's guarded away. <laughs> and Dr. Naboda will say, no, you need rest. Your team commander can handle that. I'll bring you something from the bar later. No drinking, nothing. says the doctor. <laughs> nothing, nothing helps an open wound. Like I'll sneak you something from blood. the bar later. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah, operations director Silvaro will leave with a brief sideways look towards Amari. Just a, a quick nod. Mm-hmm. And pretty soon you're left only with Proctor Frost, who is leading you through the familiar halls of the massive ship of the Storm's Repose. He quickly shoes away many of the other gawkers, the other finder teams, like looking over the lips of their own shuttles and stuff at the team that has apparently returned from the dead. Now, is Axel Amandito, was he here to to see us or is he just can't be bothered by something as miraculous as being brought back from the dead. No, he's off on a mission. Oh, he probably didn't he even didn't know. We even were know, dead. yeah. <laughs> Wait, who are those guys? Like, yeah, he. Yeah. Who are those people? <laughs> Proctor Frost will kind of have a an ongoing chatter as he's leading you through the halls. He will. Apologize profusely for the fact that your situation was mistaken for being dead. Well, no, I mean, Duma did everything correctly, so. And Duma is with you, by the way, kind of moving through the halls, as well as Vesnes. She's moving with you as well, because she has nowhere else to go. Yeah. But Proctor Frost, still, his language still pretty guarded, will go on to say that those listed as your next of kin were informed of your disappearance and probable deaths. That Shit. is something that will need to be sorted out, as well as your reinstatement into the Foundation. Yes, that would be good. The team that is currently Oracle Zero will be shuffled around so Chill that out. you can... Reuse your team Jeez. assignment. Oh man, they didn't hang even hang up our jerseys. <laughs> <Come> Raptors. <on. laughs> we didn't get jerseys. We suck. 
We got warm-up unis. That's wait, it. Wait. Wait. So is there a team that's worse than the team that gets the name Oracle Zero, or is that not how that works? It's not necessarily how that works. Okay. I don't know if there's necessarily a hierarchy oh, like per se. The Oracle I mean, unless Zero. your team hyper alpha. Yeah. Well, they are the hyper. Not even a regulation and name. That's, and that's not even their official designation. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's bullshit. But that will be taken care of by other people. If you want, form letters can be sent out by sapient resources to reinform your next of kin of your reinstatement if you don't want to handle that personally. Were we confirmed dead or was it just assumed dead? A, a letter was sent out saying you were missing an action. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was going to be like, it would be really irresponsible if they were like, yeah, we think they're dead, but we're just going to tell their families they are. That are safe so and sorry. For three days. They're dead. Whether or not your families had you declared dead is up to them. Yeah. And up to ver- the various governments of where they right. live. So, yeah. Official until the end of the year, but. Uh... <laughs> oh, oh, man, I won't be able to file my taxes next year. <laughs> yeah, I literally. Didn't... dead for tax purposes? <laughs> yeah, I literally didn't. I don't have any. Didn't put any next to the kin, so. Sorry about the problems y'all are having. Uh, I should probably be the one to handle that in my own account. You might be the best way to handle it. Trying to recall, Mike, I believe I sent uh, Senator Halla a notification saying the job had been taken care of once we finished uh, with our, uh, our objective. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, cool. Just making sure that's correct in in my series of events. Yeah, and cool. you... <laughs> You were declared missing in action before that happened, so... hmm Yep. Theoretically, people yep. have been informed of my mm, resurrection. Maybe. Well, this will be interesting. And eventually, you are led to a small conference room, and once you are inside, Proctor Frost will turn to the lot of you, and then stand awkwardly at the end of the table and kind of look towards Vesnis and say all right who is this now Vesnis would you care to introduce yourself or and she will do exactly that she will step forward and say I am Vesnis Rosek I was stranded my ship damaged by a warp malfunction, and your finder team managed to rescue me. And Proctor Frost will nod slowly, his eyes narrowing slightly, but he will eventually nod a little bit more deeply and then say, Yes, yes, I think that will work. Whatever it is you dealt with out there that Godstech, yes? Mm-hmm. Yes. Was it the same Godstech being used by the children of Aetir? 
I was I vaguely kept really. apprised of the situation. I mean, right, yeah. Like, we he, we did tell him that know. we were still alive after we were mis- declared missing in action, and we were like, hey, be cool about this. Well, here's the question. Is this sort of debrief thing being, like, recorded, or is this, like, we're just nice. hanging out in a room? As far as you can tell, he got you somewhere private, and now he's just trying to have a conversation and trying to suss out precisely cool. okay. what the deal is. I mean, the whole, yeah, but that's the thing, is, like, the whole children of A-tier thing, he was privy to, but he yeah. wasn't privy to the rest of it. And what I'm, what I want to know is whether or not this debrief is for show for, like, official purposes, or if this is just an off-the-books total, complete, like, Hey, we know you're in the know. Let's talk about this. It seems I mean, I to be. He wouldn't let. Yeah. Anything that sensitive get. The fact that he full on mentioned the children of A tier probably, yeah. you know, designates it as at a least. cash hangout. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Basically, he's looking over at Vesnis and being like, "She cool." Oh. Yeah, she's cool. I mean, yeah, we can tell her about the children of A tier thing. It's like they're taken care of, so it's fine now. Yeah. <laughs> They're non non factor, uh, but to answer your question, yes, it did. It was one of the items used by the children of eight here, or assumed they used it. It's it's yeah. hard to tell. Right. I'm hoping there are no lasting effects. Yeah. Same. Ah, I see. Not that I mean, there haven't effect. been, but, like, I hope there won't be. Right, 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 right. Pretty for me, anyway. Everybody else good? I feel fine. Murray didn't even use it, I don't think. No, not my thing. Hmm. Well, that's all well and good. The time distortion that you did experience offers a very convenient cover story for everything else you've been doing. But uh, the children of A-Tier have been taken care of, and the gods' tech they were using disposed of. Mm -hmm. Good, good. I'm sure the Archproctor might be in touch sooner rather than later, unless you've already debriefed. Not since completing the mission. You spoke with Mr. Zinn afterwards. Yeah, Yeah. I did. Then yes, since completing the mission right well as of right now i have nothing else for you i was very sincere when i said there is nothing that needs your attention at the moment i think it would be in be for the best if you all took some time to rest recuperate get your feet underneath you and re-establish yourselves here yeah, what happened to, like, our rooms and all of our stuff that was in our rooms? Oh, great question. Did they have to put, like, a, take, like, a biohazard team to get Oswald's room We will room be sure up? to reinstate your stuff to your new quarters. So it's safe. It's It's all intact? We wait at least until the next of kin can collect any belongings that were being held for agents of ours who have no longer available well that's so at at the moment they are in in storage excellent has anyone come to collect uh no perfect done and dusted great cool awesome though 
and he'll turn towards Oswald. Mm-hmm. We were expecting to meet with a member of your family at our next destination. They had hoped to meet with Storm's Repose and collect your belongings. Well, that's uh, well and good. Perhaps now it's not entirely necessary. Did they say which one it was specifically? I'm sorry? Which which member of the family? Did they say who it was? Uh, I'd have to go and check with sapient resources. A sibling, I think. Oh, that's better. Um, okay, excellent. Um, who, who should I speak to in regards to that? I can, I can handle any communication with the family, if need be. No, no need to bring anybody else in on that. <clears throat> I believe, and he will pull out a, a data pad and like start tapping on it a little bit, and he will say, ah, yes, here we are. Um, huh. That can't be right. It, yes. Correct me if I'm wrong, and uh, I, I'm sorry, I'm not. It says here this communication is from Oswald Octavian Theophilus III. I thought that was you. Oh, dear. Oh, no. It was me. Oh, you're... Oh, situation is really fucked up, my man. Um, well, that answers some questions, but perhaps... My, <laughs> just, my, where did that drink go, by the way? Didn't you say something about drinks? Shay, like, puts a hand on Oswald's little feather, like, weird birdman feather shoulder, like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, we all know a little bit, like, enough to know that he has effectively been replaced by a sibling. Right? Yeah, yeah he's he's not secretive, okay. I, I would not say. Yeah, at this point, oh, you would be need... aware of the fact that the third in his name is not a denotation of generation, but rather no. rank. Ranking. Yeah. Oh, we need to get you to the Giants. Uh, what's that? The Giants... The blue giant. We need to get you to the blue giant stat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm a little confused. Um, this is you or a sibling? This is a sibling. Uh, I. This oh, is and you have the same name. Yes. I see. Well, um... That's been answered. <laughs> well, they had made their intention to meet us at our next destination. After we were done here, in a few turns, we were going to head to a uh, bit of a personnel transfer at Gobwar. Gobwar. Which you would all know as the Ogre homeworld. Gobwar! <laughs> oh, shit. If... If they are now the third, that means... Oh, no. I think I know which one this is. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, jeez. I want it to be Oswald, but with, like, a cape and a twirly mustache. Just, like, the evil twin, somehow. I am folks to railroad tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yes. So, in about five turns was the plan. We would be heading to Garbor, so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. perhaps you would care to get in touch with them before then. Yes, yes, I think that would be 
I have some, yes, uh, um, communication to, uh, yes. But again, where, where did that drink go? I, I just, is it just, should I just go and grab one or I, I, I can wait. I can, I can wait. All right. I'll get you to the blue giant as soon as we're done. Like the minute okay. we're done, I'm excellent. Like going to pick you up and cradle you and just run. You raise the, the blue up. giant. Yeah. Yes. Right. Well, uh, is she the wind beneath your wings? <laughs> yeah. Let let me teleport you just this once. <laughs> or yeah, uh, 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 levitate <laughs> levitate you just this once. Fine, do it. Because he doesn't have like they're not like feathered, a la like halucha, right? There's, um, I mean, there are they are feathered, but they're not wings per se. Right, they're, they're more yeah, like they're... arms with just some some like like plumage. It's I not actually... like they're not hanging down like a like a glider suit. I just downloaded some reference that I was going to use to draw a mm. boy. It's more like, think about like the fuzz on a chick. Yeah, beans. Mm. Maybe this one will work. Oh, there we go. Downy feathers. They're not like oh, okay. winged, like Archaeopteryx looking things. Okay. okay. Yeah, so not see, like, like the... this is this is like, yeah, the, the, the reference image here has a whole bunch of feathers. Yeah, listeners. Um, so even if he w- attempted to like glide down, he wouldn't oh, be no. able to because this is not mm-hmm. representational of the yeah, lack. Of yeah. Fingers. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and also gotcha, he does gotcha, have like gotcha. hands. It's not just like little mm-hmm. dew claws. Right. Exactly. So he's saying he's adorable. I mean, he is yeah. adorable. I mean, he is adorable. He's only unsettling in like as soon as he opens his mouth, <laughs> emotionally and mentally, yeah. and yeah, but. Just visibly very adorable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Little vest and everything. As Proctor Frost kind of gives you all the once over, he says, well, if there's nothing else, again, I would highly recommend you all get some rest. And you can begin work again whenever you see fit. But again, there is no rush. The Coal Foundation is here to support you in whatever way you need. Appreciated. Thank you. I suppose your rescued companion, uh, Miss uh, Rosek, was it? And Vesnes will let out a little... Sounds almost like a little growl. She seems upset by something. But she'll say through slightly gritted teeth, Yes, that is me. Proctor Frost will ask her if she intends to stay here, and she will give you all a, a, a questioning look. Kind of shrug at her, like, it's up to you. You're more than welcome to stay. If our agreed-upon activities are going to continue... Of course. Then yes, I will stay. And Proctor Frost will nod and say that he will find accommodations for her as well. And if there's anything special she needs, uh, she has only to ask. And she asks for a new set of clothes, because she's still wearing... The flight suit that she got knocked out in. And Proctor Frost would let her know that that can easily be taken care of. Quartermaster will have anything she asks for. And then you are all left to your own devices. You have five turns until the Storm's Repose leaves the Noku system. Five turns until you're fairly certain at around that time 
a certain Aegis Tech ship will also be arriving in the system. Hmm. But in that time, you have some downtime to rest up and do whatever it is you like. So, up to you. When do you want uh, these... What what do, what do you want to be doing in those five days? I will go first because my scene directly cuts back to Florian in the med bay. Um, yeah. Yeah, do it. So, meanwhile, in the med bay. Because I, like, as scans are happening, um, it's becoming distinctly apparent that though Florian is, like, kind of bloody and has bloody bandages, he doesn't have a gunshot wound anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, a completely, yeah. It's fine. It's just like as if he would put like his clothes are ripped and there's stuff, but he's totally fine. Dr. Nobota will be like probing the spot where an injury should be according to the wear and tear on your clothing and is just like, I I do not understand what, how is this possible? I mean, you're sure there's nothing there? It was like a kind of... I mean, it wasn't a through and through, but like, yeah, I got, there was a little. Are you feeling lightheaded or faint? And he'll just kind of like pat himself down and shake his head like, no. Did another individual bleed all over you? No, I, I mean, like there was a, and then suddenly like remembering that we have this whole fake scenario that doesn't account for like a gut, like a, like a, like a gunshot wound. I was, I fell on a, on a very sharp rock. I told Amari to shoot me cause I could dodge it. <laughs> oh wait, no, that's much better. I told Amari I could shoot. I told Amari. So I have very fast reflexes and I, I told the captain to shoot me, and I just, I didn't, I didn't have as fast of reflexes as I thought I did. You asked your team leader to shoot you, and he did. Yeah, but don't worry. Like, it's... <laughs> I'm so sorry, Reed. God, it's so yeah, nice it was knowing just, Amari. It was, it was, <laughs> it, it was just Can't an wait for my court-martial. Because, it's gonna like, be good. Yeah. You keep it's an aid foundation. You don't get court martialed out of that. But as you can see, like I'm fine. I think you know, I think it maybe just like like winged me. It, it was my fault. He he didn't he didn't uh he didn't wanna do it, but I I jumped in the way. Then what was he shooting at? A lizard. <laughs> I see. Well, Mr. Florian, it is in my medical opinion that you appear to have zero injuries, despite the clear evidence of someone's blood on your person. I would recommend you take a shower and perhaps throw away those clothes. Can do. Good. As she is taking notation in their data pad. Bye, miss. I I think we've just established now that it's become a pattern that Florian can't fucking lie at all. Apparently. Mm. 
Can Olivia lie? <laughs> it's okay. Yes. You don't. Is that a lie? Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, either way, it's it's good shit. I love so it. You are eventually allowed to leave the the med lab. Uh, and then I I think like goes and checks and is very confused as to why he doesn't have a gunshot wound anymore uh, and probably freaks out about that a little bit. Mm -hmm. All right. So in that five-day downtime, anything else anyone wants to accomplish? Is there a sort of ship-wide, I don't want to say like news network, but some sort of like, like a news network? I don't know. There would be a inside the the local meta net some kind of bulletin board effectively. Think mm -hmm. like a a next door kind of thing. Okay. Oh hell yeah! There is a whole section of it dedicated to like days since Axel Amandito has forgotten who I am <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> I wanted to have a a small scene with whoever runs that, if it's a single person or whatever, coming to uh, get the scoop on the first team that's ever come back from the dead. Um, okay, yeah. Yeah. It's maybe not a single person who runs it. It is mm -hmm. just like a message board kind of a thing. Yeah. But there would be a great deal of interest in the finder team that has come back from the dead and a another avia individual would like to run a uh like interview you essentially mm -hmm. uh he is apparently a uh effectively a blogger um and you suddenly realize that like <laughs> oswald is very short for an avia this individual is like five feet tall a little over um so like perfectly average height maybe a little less like dinosaurian in appearance got more of a beak uh that kind of like clicks when he talks mm -hmm. um something you would know about avia is that their species diversity is some of the largest of any of the sapiens in the dragon's wake they have a lot of visual differences even though they're all the same species i like birds of paradise yeah I mean, they can range from anywhere between more bird-like to more dinosaur-like in appearance. Uh, but they all have basic, like, theropod features with, like, tail coming out the back, kind of reverse-bent legs and, like, arms that kind of, like, tuck into the side and usually a, a snoot of some kind. But sometimes it terminates in a beak, sometimes it terminates in, like, a muzzle. And, then, I mean, like, there's nothing else in the galaxy that looks like uh, uh, an avia anyway. So it's like, well, it's not... You're not any of the other species, so there you go. Yeah, they're the yeah. only reptile-based, like, non-mammalian sapien species mm -hmm. other than Akasi, who are super weird. But uh, he will love to get a sit-down with you. Um, yeah, I'm going to have it just be like a, a normal, like, hey, we'll go out and get a cup of coffee kind of thing, and we can talk about it. Mm -hmm. His name is... Tumeric Vodalian. That's a cool name. And he is very excited to speak with you. 
Well, it's uh, it's nice to meet you. Not every day you get to sit down and talk about coming back from the dead. Oh, no, I should hope not. I've, as far as I can tell, there's really only, well, very few other examples of folks coming back from the dead. Like, the, well, obviously you weren't even dead to begin with, I should think. You are correct. You know, I'm, I'm glad it was us, too. You know, I've got a, got a good team. Oh, yes, Oracle Zero. Uh, some would say that they are ranked some of the, one of the uh, lowest ineffective finder teams for the Cole Foundation, but obviously they uh, have more gumption than is perhaps b- reported before. You know, uh, uh, gumption comes from all places, both uh, the high-ranking teams like uh, Hyper Alpha and uh, a slower oh, end teams. Oh, Hyper Alpha. Well, they are a little past gumption, I should think. Competence no, I, at the highest I, level. I completely agree. Of course you do. Well, um, do you have anything specific you'd like to, to go over about our return, or just to talk about anything you like? Well, the ship is all a flurry about how you somehow found your way into the possession of God's tech, or at least contact with it. Uh, is there any truth to this, these allegations? You know, God's tech is a weird kind of catch-all for a lot of mysterious old technology. Whatever we came into contact with time just didn't seem to work right interesting now when you say time did not work right do you mean that uh, seconds felt like minutes minutes felt like hours or was you perhaps traveling backwards in time at a faster rate than the rest of the universe was moving forward something to that effect it's hard to tell really when you're in in the moment it's everything feels normal but once you're outside of it it things are different um apparently Time has continued to move on while you've been frozen, uh, essentially stuck. Fascinating, fascinating. And w- what exactly was it that you came in contact with? We don't really know. What What do you mean? Well, I mean, have you ever interacted with God's tech? Uh, uh not well. Uh, I've seen it from a distance, of course. Mm. I've been to Mm. Vastplane. I've seen the the Sunforge there. Right. Um, Can can you tell me, uh, can anyone tell you exactly how the Sunforge works? Or just that it does? It, uh, no. The internal processes are still a mystery. It seems to absorb Mm. radiant sun-based energy and outputs it as power in some fashion. No one's quite sure how that works. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately for us, whatever we came into contact with, um, some sort of mechanism, some sort of space, whether it be some large room, we don't know. Um, the environment we traversed uh, seemed to alter time, uh, making us appear to our our shuttle pilot, uh, Duma, to perceive us as missing in action for a- an extended period of time. And, and where for was us, this it was space? Only moments. Well, you know, God's tech can't be given that kind of information to everyone. Oh, yes, of course. I totally understand. Want to keep that close to the vest. Mm, he says, tapping his vest. How nice is his vest? It's like Does Oswald that. have him beat? Oswald's is uh, more experienced. Okay. <laughs> well stained. It's got, it got is, character. W- character, yes. It is. It mm-hmm. has a lot of character. And Tumeric will 
uh, continue by asking, do you think you and your uh, fellow teammates uh, will be coming across this sort of thing if you hadn't uh, gone on this mission? Do you think this is a, a constant danger that the Finder teams face? Well, it's always a factor, right? Anytime you're going out looking for uh, uh, to bring aid to a situation, and we know very little about the uh, the creators of God's Tech. So wherever we find it, we tend to you know kind of isolate it, and make sure it's secure. We could find stuff like that on any any of the known planets. So you know, it, it is a factor, but not something I think anyone should be particularly worried about. That's why we exist, small teams to go find things like this rather than sending out uh, large groups of people to kind of bend to the whims of whatever God's tech is, is there. I suppose that's fair. Uh, how would you compare it to the God's tech on, say, the, the Jin Gates at uh, Dauthul or Jan Zithoth? Well, it's, it's hard to compare, really. Uh, stopping time for the individuals uh, around this, this uh, artifact um, doesn't seem to pose any particular uh, immediate uh, benefit, whereas the Jin Gates allow uh, large, expansive uh, travel instantaneously, allowing help for a larger swath of people. That's fair, and I suppose you didn't actually see what it was that affected you. Mm -hmm. So you really have no idea what happened. Uh, most of our information is brought uh, from those outside of the effect. Ah, I see. So I should be talking to your pilot then. Iduma would, uh, would be an excellent uh, person to talk to. Um, that being said, he is very occupied with a lot of his, uh, his duties. I see. And so... If I were to uh, ask to speak with him, he would most likely say no. Uh, you're more than welcome to ask. He's a quite friendly individual. Well, I might just do that then. Um, uh, one last question, if you don't mind. I don't want to be taking up too much mm -hmm. of your time. No, no problem. Uh, w w would you say that it is the, the, the duty of a finder team to investigate these sorts of things or simply report on them? find them as it were well our job as a finder team is to find them um so that kind of goes with the title uh that being said if certain things pose an immediate threat to people um it is not without reasoning uh for finder teams to act in a situation deemed you know reasonable um in this situation we found something and uh we are reporting on its existence well, I suppose the uh, Oracle Zero was just uh, happy they had a, a, a hero of the Shattering to handle the situation as appropriately as you did then. Happy to help. Standing on the side of the room doing nothing. <laughs> Taking my helmet off repeatedly, seeing how long I can hold my breath, putting it back on. Just, <laughs> ah, huh. And yeah, that is... Your interview with uh, Tameric Vidalion is one that circulates around the ship. There is like a hollow of the interview. It's not like it's a written thing. It is somebody watches the, the hollow of the two of you having this interaction. 
I do want to make sure that I do reference the coffee shop that we're in as my favorite coffee shop on the Storm's Repose. <laughs> it is much appreciated by the barista behind the counter. Yep. Perfect. And just like that, we got a little bit of Mass Effect in here. Perfect. <laughs> yes, just a little. Just a little bit. Just a smidge, Mike. Just a smidge. <laughs> We've never touched on any of the themes in, in the Mass Effect series. Of course at all. not. Of course not. Because biotics and etherics have nothing to do with each other. They don't. They're definitely different. <laughs> uh -huh. They're distinctly different. and legally different. Totally different space magic. Mm -hmm. All right. What else are people up to during your downtime? I don't necessarily know when in the five turns this happens, but um, I mean, obviously not right away, but Shay would try to catch uh, Second Lieutenant Halcyon of Furthest Thought. Mm. Cool. Yes, the wizard class B Halcyon of Furthest Thought the Elvish Navigator and Calm Specialist aboard the Storm's Repose. She is easy enough to track down. She pretty much sticks to the bridge of the ship, and when she's not there, she is in the isolation chamber that is near the center of the Storm's Repose. Mm -hmm. And since you're in a stationary position and not warping and moving about, she is more accessible now than she might yeah. be otherwise. So yeah, uh, tracking her down, do you want to try to meet her at her personal quarters, set up a meeting somewhere? Because, like, there's a shipboard communication system. You can very easily, like, shoot a message to her. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, I'd like to talk to her somewhere private, if that's okay. Sure. And she is aware of your situation, at least. Yeah. The whole wizard situation. Yeah. And yeah, she is absolutely willing to talk to you, and she would invite you to the isolation chamber that you visited before, near the yeah, center of sure. the Storm's Repose. The central spire of the Storm's Repose. Remember, the, the ship itself is like a large upside-down bowl with a great many spires that dangle down from the underside of it. And there's one large central spire that contains the bridge and this isolation chamber and a lot of the core functionality of... The Storms Repose as a ship, as opposed to just a roving city. Um, so near the center of that central spire is a chamber completely cut off from the etheric rhythms of the ship itself. And that is the first thing you notice when you pass through the door, is just how quiet everything suddenly feels. Mm -hmm. And you weren't quite aware of just how omnipresent the background hum of etherics was to your senses until it is suddenly cut off and it's that moment when you like walk into a, a room that has been really thoroughly sound baffled and suddenly it's just really really quiet and you didn't even realize how loud everything was until there is a moment of absolute silence and for the first time in as long as you can remember maybe since you were here last but even then it seems as though the background noise has gotten louder since then so when it's gone, it's really just this abrupt of nothing. And you're left with this sudden sensation that like, oh, wow, there was so much that you were actively or even subconsciously tuning out that you didn't realize. So there's this moment of relief when suddenly 
you can just relax and not have to be vaguely aware of everything that's going on around you. And you find Halcyon sitting in kind of a lotus pose near the center of this fairly bland white room. There are several seats, might be the wrong word, protrusions that can be used for many, like, sitting or reclining. Um, It it is a a weirdly shaped egg-like room. The walls curve in such a way that walking in this place is uncomfortable. It makes your ankles ache a little bit. And she seems unaffected by that as she drifts upward and floats gently, her feet not touching the ground. And you can see that she is barefoot and relaxed in a loose robe-like garment that covers kind of a a skin-tight bodysuit that comes down to her knees and to her elbows, but leaves her calves and feet and forearms and hands exposed. She is a fair-skinned individual with these bright purple eyes and the telltale ears of an elf and hair kept relatively short comes into a tight kind of like bushy ponytail at the back of her head almost more like a uh like a samurai knot at the back and she will nod at you graciously as you come into the room uh and shay seeing her float is like oh yeah i can do that now it's like oh my ankles i i don't want to like impose or anything cuz like you have a job of your own. But, um, so like, I I left Wes and Isolde kind of early for my own reasons. But, um, I, I didn't have a lot of need to use the kind of inherent powers I had before becoming a, a Finder team member. And lately, I've been kind of just throwing myself at stuff and discovering things just sort of as they happen. And I became doors hmm. recently. And and then it just sort of really fucked me up super bad. Like someone had to just physically throw me in a deprivation chamber. And... That kind of thing seems really dangerous, and so, like, if you have time, it would be cool to, like, know some more stuff about being a wizard, I guess. Fascinating. And again, yeah, like, you don't know me very well, and I don't want to, like, hey, teach me stuff, stranger, but... Yes. Mr. Zinn has informed me of your situation, at least in brief. I was wondering, you say you left Wesrin Azald. Yeah. You are asking me to do something that they are better suited for. No. Maybe this was a bad idea, and Shay, like, turns around and just starts to to leave. And you see the door close in front of you. I don't know why I thought that that wasn't going to happen. 
you wish to learn, young wizard, and yet you defy the place that would teach you. If I am to impart any teachings, I must at least know why you turned your back on our traditions and the niche we have carved for ourselves in this galaxy. Being a graduate of Wesran Izald would offer you more opportunities than perhaps any other being in the galaxy, and yet you denied yourself. Why do you work here as a navigator? How did you get this opportunity? I, too, was born a wizard. Bereft of clan, I was raised on Wesran Izald. Among our people, I developed a knack for navigating the astral sea. My studies led me down that path. The interest I had was perhaps selfish, and I grew to realize that in time. My activities prior to working with the Cole Foundation, I regret some of the decisions I made, and I am attempting, in some small part, to make recompense. I chose the life already... of a navigator for selfish reasons. I do so I now was... for others. I was in. I was still in school when the shattering happened. Hmm. I saw the extent. I learned the extent of what the Empire did. I didn't want to be a person that needed to have regrets about the choices I made. And you know as well as I that we don't get a choice, at least not right away. Interesting. So I may have been more selfish than you, and maybe I did make the wrong decision, but I couldn't be a party to it. Then you are braver than most. This is not something to be ashamed of. My second question, before I agree to anything, why hide what you are? It can be dangerous being a wizard, and also not being trained. It's easy to get taken advantage of, to get roped into something. I suppressed what abilities and powers I had so that I could build up other skills and get somewhere at least a little bit safe. And hmm. then when I came to the Cole Foundation, it was just force of habit at that point. And now? I'm not sure I want to hide it anymore. I feel safer. I feel like if someone were to try to use me for what I can do, I I have people that would watch my back. I don't feel alone anymore. Hmm. That feeling, that connection. Many of us elvish wizards go our lives without realizing that that is what we truly seek because it is something we are deprived of by the happenstance of our birth. You are wiser than some who would have centuries on you in age for realizing that so early. I sought connection by becoming more than myself. You say you 
became a door. Has this happened at any other time? Have you become other things? Yes, but the circumstances were mitigating. It wasn't me doing the becoming, if that makes sense. There was a conduit in between. Hmm. It usually begins with something simple, like a door, a light. Those unlucky enough to be in violent circumstances, perhaps it is a weapon. This connection that you've made, this extension, do not think of it as becoming the thing. That thing becomes you, while you are still yourself, even if you could not quite grasp all of the sensory data at the time. You became, for at least a little while, a clan of one. Yourself, this door, this is the curse of the elvish wizard, as well as a blessing. We are alone, but with training and time and dedication, we can find again that thing that was denied us at birth. Communion. Belonging. It can be upsetting at first, and if you are not careful, you can lose yourself to it. There are navigators, especially among the Empire, who would not even be considered, hmm, perhaps, sentient any longer. Little more than a piece of the ship that has become them. She will shudder. It is easy to get lost in such sensations, to feel vast and powerful. It is, and she will kind of like look around at the walls of the place you're in, and you think she is looking past the walls at the vastness of the storm's repose itself, as she says, it is not a sensation one discards very easily. And she'll look back to you. But in those moments, in that connection, there is wonder. Mr. Zinn showed you the astral sea. Mm -hmm. That is a piece of it. The ebb and flow of aether folding throughout the galaxy. To know that you are a part of it while also being apart from it. Forging yourself a vessel to move through those tides, and perhaps bring others with you. There's nothing quite like it, and to try to describe the experience to non-wizards, they make certain drugs in an attempt to replicate the sensation. None have come close. The beginning of what you're starting here, it is a dangerous path and one I do not feel I am qualified to guide you upon. But I think it would be more dangerous for me to continue on without knowing even anything. It, it wasn't that I was even trying to be the doors. I was just trying to open them, and I went too far on accident. It was... A moment of great need, I assume. Yes. That is how it begins. You need something to be real. You shape reality with your will. 
The will of a wizard is a terrible, powerful thing. If not kept in check by training and diligence, there is no limit to what it can do. No limit. And a creature without limits is a monster. I know. Did you learn the history of Obelisk in your time at Wezrin Isald? Yes. We also, I mean, it was also like a ghost story, too. So some of the facts and exaggerations may have gotten mixed up. I probably still have my notes, to be honest. I could dig those out. It is something of a ghost story now, but rest assured, it is a cautionary tale that is all too true. Elvish wizards, driven by their need for power, by their need for connection, and by their need, by just pure need, with little other reason beside. Coming together to form something amazing, spectacular, an elvish mothership the likes of which the galaxy had never seen, and in their folly they were struck down. The Dragon's Wake teaches us many cruel lessons, I, I understand that. I don't... I don't care about power for its own sake. It's part of the reason I left in the first place. I, I can't get into the details, but if I hadn't tried to open those doors, if I hadn't needed to open those doors so badly... The deaths of myself and my companions would be on my head. And so you strive for the right reasons as you see them. I don't say this in an attempt to frighten you away from what you are beginning here. I say this to frighten you into knowing the possibilities of where you go next. I, Bravery I is not the absence of fear. It is the willingness to act despite it. I provide context here so that you may make an informed decision. I understand. I'm afraid of getting... I'm afraid that I'm becoming more powerful without without consciously wanting it. And I'm afraid I won't be able to control it. As I said, limits. You're beginning to realize your own. And you're beginning to learn the hardest lesson put upon any wizard. Graduate of Wesrin is or no. Those who do not set limits upon themselves are doomed. So what limits you set to yourself, that is your own decision to make. I could answer what questions you have. I may even be able to teach you some things, but I am not a teacher. I do this, this, and she'll gesture around at the isolation chamber you find yourselves in. Not because this place is the most comfortable, or because it is where I choose, would choose, to spend my time. I do this to stop myself. To stop from becoming like those I have seen within the Empire. That which I might have become. Had I not, had I not wanted to be party to such acts any longer. All I can ask is... For whatever help you're willing to give me. 
I'll figure the rest out on my own. And you have resources beyond me. The one who calls himself Mr. Zinn is a powerful wizard in his own right, and he has interesting contacts beside. That is true. I'm I'm starting to let myself trust him more. He is worth trust. He has proven himself time and again. The shattering left many scars. Yourself, even if you did not participate in the war, you feel some of it. It will not. Some of us were more directly involved. Mr. Zinn, not least of which. Yeah. Your own team leader, not least of which. Yep. I will help where I can. Others will help where they can. Thank you, Halcyon. I appreciate you taking time to talk with me and and being honest, even brutally so. If you had remained in Wesranazald, you would learn that at least among wizards there is no other way to be. Lying to a wizard is folly. I'll, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll let you get back to it. And if you ever need refuge from the tide, you're welcome here. I might just take you up on that. It's getting louder and louder out there. Every day. And it, this is only the beginning. I'll see you around. Shay will leave. And the door will open for you seemingly on its own. And you leave her in her isolation chamber at the center of the storm's repose. At some point in the next five turns, Oswald, you yes. are mostly left to your own devices. Yes. I think originally heading back, Oswald had fully planned on maybe posting some new articles um, on on the archive um he was concerning going to, what he was originally planning on leaving out maybe specific details I, I think the the thing that he'd probably feel the most comfortable with probably start with the muskers that could at least be remotely removed from the rest of the of the although i think he'd probably he would check he would check to see I, okay, so he was planning on writing some articles. However, the the, the news uh, about a recent demotion, I suppose, is the best way to put it, and a need to contact the family to let them know that he is no longer um, alive or is no longer dead is distracting. He took it upon himself to contact However, he is uncertain as to how to handle that. And so the he is trying to figure it out, uh, spending most of his time at the Blue Giant, talking with Hum, uh, somebody who it's hard to tell, but just about everybody else seems to like give off sort of annoyed uh, energy uh, around Oswald. Uh, hum seems pretty is able to go with the flow a little bit. Um, Oswald really likes that uh, about Hum. Yeah, uh, Hum is a good even listener. keeled Arakasi 
humming the yeah. songs of stars long dead, or hum, as they are known. The yeah. thoughtful proprietor of the Blue Giant is more than happy to listen to your woes. As they bustle about in their containment suit, little valves releasing every once in a while, as wispy tendrils of thick, smoky air will grab bottles and mixed drinks. Uh, and Oswald sits at the bar staring at a at his at his drink. It is his go to beverage. It is a nineteen ounce can of twelve loco, the garish, brightly colored uh, logo slapped on the side with a tiny little Vorpal Corp emblem at the bottom of the can, uh, signifying the creator of the, the beverage. And as he stares at this beverage, tell me, hum. Hum? <laughs> Do you have... I don't know if this is... Um rude of me to ask but do you have family oh yeah got a couple of parents and a sibling well sort of sort of (laughs) complicated i guess not super complicated well you see Akasi parents are a lot like the rest of y'all's parents, except there's always the off chance that when they're having kids, they give up their physical form so their kids can exist, and that kind of happened to one of mine. So I guess you could say I still got parents, and they'll always be a part of me. Hmm, that is interesting. Do you still see your sibling at all? No. But they're out there, doing pretty good, I think. I'd know if they weren't. Do you think that... (sighs) Do you think that family is... Do you think that your... Although your your parents or parent uh, is now a part of you, do you get the sense that they are, are proud of what you do here in Drakenswake? Upon this mighty vessel... Hmm. Well, pride's a funny thing, yeah? Speaks to a level of acceptance and a level of... Well, what's the opposite of pride, hmm? Um, shame? Yeah, that's a good word. So, to have one, you'd reasonably expect to have the other, yeah? Yes? So what happens if there is no shame, no pride? There is simply acceptance. I don't have the faintest idea. Yeah, I think I think they're proud. I could probably go ask, but seems rude. Interrupt whatever they're doing. When I can just accept it, knowing they're probably okay. Yes. My family is currently under the impression that I have deceased uh, on the job. I'm sure you heard about our um, disappearance. It's quite the the hubbub here in the old blue giant when y'all came back from the dead. (laughs) Right. Most folks who make uh, contact with God's tech and get swallowed up like that, well, they don't usually come back. You're right. 
They don't usually come back. You could say it's a one in a million chance of returning from such a dangerous exposure. I'd say one in 723,422, actually, but that's maybe just rounding off. I'll have to take it. Hmm. Yes, yes. Brief exposure to the wonders, the dangers of God's deck. Hmm, there's something there. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Perhaps if perhaps if I were to, I mean, of course, be honest. I could never, I could never be dishonest with my family. But mm-hmm. I've been struggling with how to bring up the fact that I am currently. Uh, alive and and mm. to put my f- best foot forward back into um, their awareness. Um, uh huh. But I think I think I think you're I think you're onto something. I mm. I need to go put something together. I need to t- uh, uh, write a response before I call. Um, mm. Uh, th- thank you very much. Can I, um, can I get another one of these? And I hold up the drink, um, at this time to go, if that would be all right. Mm. Well, I suppose everyone gets one. I just came back from the dead drink. Just don't get caught Thanks. out in the halls with it. And if you do, it didn't come from here. Of course it never does. And it never will. <laughs> uh, one of his little gas tendrils will reach under the bar to the little fridge that, Again, they're not pouring these out. It's just like with the little fridge underneath the bar that has the cans of 12 Loco. And how do these get stocked on the ship just out of curiosity? Is there um, is there a finite amount upon the vessel? Or, I would or assume get... I leave most of the requisitions to the quartermaster. Honestly, you're one of the only reasons we keep it many in stock as we do. It's it's an acquired taste. Uh, not many outside of, um, well, avian kind drink it all that often, I've noticed. It's become relatively popular, what with you drinking it and all. People see you drinking that big can, they ask what's up, they take a sip. And there's been a few people who've gotten a liking to it. Oh, well, that's... That's good. Spreading the good word, I guess. Unintentionally. Um, well, um, once again, um, Hum, uh, you're, 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 I, I don't know how many people thank you for your diligent work here, but frankly, you get me through some very difficult times, and mm-hmm. well, I'm happy to be back, and I'm happy to be back into this uh, establishment, but, uh, like I said, I, I do have to I have to go let my family know I'm alive. Uh, thank you. You do you, man. And Oswald is going to take his beverage uh, to his room, which is... Oh, shit. Wait a... Hold on. What? The... the My stuff is... is The, the, the quartermaster has it. Is it correct? Your stuff correct? has been delivered to your new quarters. Oh, good. Thank goodness. Most of it is still uh, in boxes. Well, so yeah, he's going to go back to his quarters and not, I think he wants not to call, not but like he wants to craft the message very 
particularly very uh, letting them know that uh, he is in fact okay. And he uh, was believed to be basically just going over like dealing with some very dangerous uh, exotic God's tech first, first that has ever been observed uh, within, as far as I know, uh, has been observed within Dragon's Wake and documented. Uh, he made a tremendous discovery mm. involving God's tech. Yes, yes. And he will be publishing an article on it very soon. He apologizes for, I apologize for uh, not contacting you sooner, but it circumstances being what they were, I... I got back to you as soon as possible. Um, and who precisely are you sending this to? Th- this is this is to Septimus. Okay, so you're sending this to Oswald Septimus Theophilus the first. Mm. Yes. Very good. That's the one who needs to know, and he will get started with writing. He was going to do something about muskers, but now he feels motivated to document most of his experience with the 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 um what did we call it the the not the universal tivo um what did, what did we call it the atlas the atlas perhaps leaving out the weird crystalline uh individual but a an object that seems infinitely complex able to track just about everything within space Dragon's and Way. time yeah space and time uh as well as having some weird tem- temporal effect on space and time itself mm. uh, it's mere presence bending bending that and yeah you will furiously uh, type away information um and then post on or i guess send to his editor um and are you sending are you trying to have the article published before or after you send the letter I, I, I send the letter first. Ooh, no, but that is a good question. No, I send the article. I send the letter first, letting him know that the article will drop soon. But mm. wanted to give him a heads up to just let him know to look out for it. You know. Mm. Okay. You send the article off. And usually the editors get back to you in very quick order within... Yes. A uh, twelve-hour period. Generally, there are editors all over the galaxy. It's their job to comb through these articles and make sure they're good and organized and posted as quick as possible. The archive is yeah. one of the foremost receptacles of information in the galaxy for general use of the public. So it's good to have it yeah. updated as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. You wait, and you wait, and you wait. Twelve hours pass. 20 hours pass. Soon it's been more than a day, and near the end of these five turns, there's still no clearance of this article that you've written. When you go back and you double-check and you make sure that the confirmation it was seen by an editor, there's no record of you sending any article to the archive. I remember sending it i think Um, you go back and you look on your own data pad and all of your notes there are gone the video you took is gone 
No, 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 no. Where did it... I... I have several copies. Oh, perhaps I should check with Kala. I've given... Well, I gave her... Mm. Uh, what about the, the Project Chimera uh, uh, information? Uh, like the sort of the stockpile of information that we that we found gone is that um i need to find kala and see if perhaps she has a backup uh of information that i can procure very briefly for um yes uh i guess i'll try and find kala you find her in short order she's up near engineering she's working on the Metanet security systems for the storm's repose. Uh, and I, I imagine Oswald like comes up just just a a mess of of anxiety. Um, he um uh, Carla, hello, hi, hello. Um, do, do you have a moment to uh, to to talk br- briefly? Uh, or are you in the middle of something very important? I'm sure you're in the middle of something very important, but um, just wanted to, to chat, to catch up, you know, uh, see how things are and, and whatnot. Uh, what do you need? Well, I've remember I, I required your assistant on a, on a project uh, that I've been working on, um, and I wanted to get some notes on on, on that. Um, if Yeah. Uh, if you uh, know what I mean. Yes. Right, right. Um, and he looks like anxiously at like other people, seeing if people are looking we can, at him. Not not here. We can go. Yes, yes, yes. yes excellent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this about the data you had me delete? The what? The the message you sent me to delete all I, that I didn't I didn't do that. You did it yesterday. I didn't do that yesterday. Yes, you I did. Didn't that. I didn't. You absolutely did. Well, can, can you at least show me the message? I, all right. Well, I'll just and she like pulls up her own data pad and scrolls down, and she keeps scrolling. This, no, I. Sw- it was. It, it happened less than a day ago. I swear it was. You messaged it's- me telling me to wipe the data because you thought someone was looking for it. Okay, I. Just to start off, I do believe you. However, I did not actually send that, which means that somebody else did. I don't know any other Oswald Theophilus, whatever the thirds. I do. Also, what? Huh? What? But how How would they know about that? How would they know about that? That doesn't make any sense. I don't know who you're talking about anymore. I'm okay. talking about... I'm talking about... Oswald Octavian Theophilus III. Not me, hmm. apparently, but the current... It, there's a lot to it. I don't want to get into it, but... Okay, that's great. That's good. Excellent. I think I'm going to go get another drink. And then he's going to wander off. As Oswald begins contemplating what all that means... And you all begin contemplating what comes next for Oracle Zero. There is 
a shipwide alert that is sent out. It's not a whole an alarm or a klaxon or anything, but there is a message that is sent to every crew member aboard the Storm's Repose. That there will be some visiting dignitaries before you make your next trip to Gob War. The command staff of the Storm's Repose will be meeting with the visiting CEO of Aegis Tech Solutions, who happens oh to be in the system. And that you are all to be on your best behavior. <clears throat> and exactly what happens when a certain somebody comes a-visiting. Well, we'll just have to see what happens next time. Because as always, you can find us online at MatcomRPG on Twitter and Instagram. You can also email us at MaterialComponentsRPG at gmail.com. We always love hearing from all of our listeners. You can find me on Twitter at CryOutOlivia. I am always there talking about D&D and other RPGs and also just a lot of other nerd stuff. So come hang out. You can find me on Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis. I'm an illustrator and graphic designer, doing a lot of tabletop RPG and other fan art. You can also support me on Patreon and Coffee. Links to both of those are in my Twitter profile. You can find me at The Readamus on Instagram and Twitter, where I post jokes and lots and lots of photos of nature. So come check it out. And you cannot find me on social media, but what you can do is support our show by rating and reviewing it on whatever platform you're listening to it on. Please, please, please do so. Indeed, and finally, you can find me personally on Twitter and Instagram at MKGorgoni, where I'm always happy to talk about all things material components. But as always, the world is chaos, so please, be kind to each other. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.